0: to Living in the Spirit in a Little Way, a podcast about striving to live every day by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Please join us with our host, Kerry McMasters, as he speaks of the workings of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. Hello, and welcome to Episode 2 of living in the Spirit in a little way. Previously, I spoke about Pentecost and how Jesus had told the apostles and the disciples to go to the upper room and to wait there, that he would send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, from the Father. And as we look back to the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah had spoken previously about the coming Messiah and he referenced the gifts of the Holy Spirit that Jesus would receive from this. And if we look at Isaiah chapter 11 verses one through three, but a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. A spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Even though Isaiah had spoken of this, of the coming Messiah of Jesus, Jesus has imparted these gifts also to us through the Holy Spirit. And initially, we receive the Holy Spirit during baptism, and it's in the Sacrament of Confirmation that we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, where the bishop prays over us beforehand, and then he says, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. So these gifts are available to us at that time in Confirmation. If we take a look at Pope St. Gregory the Great, he tried to capture the spiritual dynamic. So St. Gregory the Great tries to put into perspective the order of these gifts, and the seven gifts being the gift of fear, the gift of piety, the gift of knowledge, the gift of fortitude, the gift of counsel, the gift of understanding. And finally, the gift of wisdom. And there is an explanation of each of these gifts. And if we start with the gift of fear, the gift of fear fills us with a sovereign respect for God. It makes us dread nothing so much as to offend Him by sin. It is a fear that arises not from the thought of hell, but from sentiments of reverence and filial submission to our Heavenly Father. It is the fear that is the beginning of wisdom, detaching us from worldly pleasures that could in any way separate us from God. They that fear the Lord will prepare their hearts and in His sight will sanctify their souls. So this gift of fear is not so much being afraid and terrified of God because Our God is a God of love. He is a God of mercy, a God of compassion, and he bestows many graces upon us. So this gift of fear is that we don't want to offend. We want to do the right thing, and we want to have reverence towards God and know that we will be able to have a respect for him so that we won't do anything that we may regret in His sight. And that's the gift of fear. The gift of piety. The gift of piety begets in our hearts a filial affection for God, meaning a reverence affection for God as our most loving Father. It inspires us to love and respect for His sake, persons and things that are consecrated to Him, as well as those who are vested with His authority, His Blessed Mother and the saints, the Church and its visible head, our parents and superiors, our country and its rulers. He who is filled with the gift of piety finds the practice of his religion not a burdensome duty, but a delightful service." Where there is love, there is no labor. So it is through the gift of piety that we give a reverence worship to God, precisely as him being our father, and to relate with all people as children of the same father. So here a person shows reverence for God as a loving father, And we're going to respect others as children of that God precisely because that is what they are. And as God is our Father, He is the Father of all. So we will have a reverent respect for them as well. So we fulfill the commandments not simply because they are commandments, but because of our love for the Heavenly Father and for our brothers and sisters that are in the Lord. The next gift is the gift of knowledge. And the gift of knowledge enables the soul to evaluate created things at their true worth in their relation to God. Knowledge unmasks the pretense of creatures, reveals their emptiness, and points out their only true purpose, as instruments in the service of God. It shows us the loving care of God, even in times of adversity, and directs us to glorify Him in every circumstance of life. Guided by its light, we put first things first and prize the friendship of God beyond all else. Knowledge is a fountain of life to Him that possesses it. So under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the gift of knowledge will allow the human intellect to make correct judgments regarding earthly things and how they relate to eternal life and our Christian perfection. This gift gives a special illumination which will enable the person to realize the emptiness of created things and of themselves themselves so that they do not become roadblocks to union with God. And at the same time, it enables the person to see through these created things to the God who created them. So as a result of this gift, a person sees how to use these created things rightly, and even in a holy way. And the gift gives to the person a sense of faith. So through the sense of faith, a person will have a divine instinct about whether or not something such as a devotion is in accord with the faith, even though he or she may never have had a formal theological education. The gift of knowledge produces several effects which have a great value for sanctification of the soul. Introspection, which will enable the person to see the state of his or her own soul. Detachment from material things and repentance for the misuse of material things are when they have been allowed to become obstacles to God. Next, we find the gift of fortitude. And the gift of fortitude, the soul is strengthened against natural fear, and supported to the end in the performance of its duty. Fortitude imparts to the will an impulse from the Holy Spirit, which move it to undertake without any hesitance the most arduous tasks, to face dangers, to trample underfoot human respect, and to endure without complaint, the slow martyrdom of even lifelong tribulation. So through this gift of fortitude, the Holy Spirit will give strength to the person to even resist evil and to persevere to everlasting life. And the gift of fortitude enables the individual to live the other virtues heroically, to suffer with patience and joy to overcome all lukewarmness in the service of God, and that's very important because we want to have a fervent desire to serve the Lord as much as we can as often as we can. The next gift is the gift of counsel, and the gift and counsel endows the soul with a supernatural prudence, enabling the soul to judge promptly and rightly what must be done, especially in difficult circumstances. Counsel applies to the principles furnished by knowledge and understanding, and to the innumerable concrete cases that confront us in the course of our daily duty as parents, as teachers, as public servants, and also as Christian citizens. Counsel is supernatural common sense. It's a priceless treasure in the quest of salvation. Above all these things, pray to the Most High that he may direct your way in truth. So primarily, the gift of counsel enables a person to judge individual acts as good and ought to be done or as evil and ought to be avoided. One thing that you will ask yourself through the gift is, will this act lead to holiness? Will this act lead to heaven? The gift of counsel will also deal with the immediacy of a situation, uh, such as, you know, having a situation arise and and not having to think twice of how you're going to act to remedy the situation. And this way, it, it kind of prevents us from, say, acting like a deer in the headlights when a situation arises, and we have to take immediate action. And we need the gift of counsel through the Holy Spirit so that the action that we take will be the proper action at that time that the Lord wants us to do. There are also great effects of this gift in preserving a good conscience, providing solutions to difficult and unexpected situation, and helping to give counsel to others, especially in matters of personal sanctification and salvation. The Gift of Understanding Understanding, as a gift of the Holy Spirit, helps us to grasp the meaning of the truths of our holy religion by faith we know them, but by understanding we learn to appreciate and relish them. It enables us to penetrate the inner meaning of revealed truths, and through them to be quickened to newness of life. Our faith ceases to be sterile and inactive, but inspires a mode of life that bears eloquent testimony to the faith that is in us. We begin to walk worthy of God in all things, pleasing and increasing in the knowledge of God. The essential quality of this gift of understanding, is a penetrating intuition. So in a sense, we move beyond the surface. This gift penetrating the truths of faith will operate in several ways. Disclosing the hidden meaning of sacred scripture, revealing the significance of symbols and figures, and showing the hand of God at work in a person's life, even in the most mysterious or troublesome events, such as suffering, and revealing the spiritual realities that underline sensible appearances, such as penetrating the mystery of the Lord's sacrifice in the ritual of the Mass. In this gift of understanding, will bring the virtue of faith to perfection. And there's a quote from St. Thomas, and he says, In this very life, when the eye of the Spirit is purified by the gift of understanding, one can, in a certain way, see God. And finally, we have the gift of wisdom. Embodying all the other gifts as charity embraces all the other virtues. Wisdom is the most perfect of the gifts. Of wisdom it is written, All good things came to me with her, and innumerable riches through her hands. It is the gift of wisdom that strengthens our faith, fortifies hope, perfects charity, and promotes the practice of virtue in the highest degree. Wisdom enlightens the mind to discern and relish things divine, in the appreciation of which earthly joys will lose their savor, while the cross of Christ yields a divine sweetness according to the words of our Savior. Take up thy cross and follow me, for my yoke is sweet. My burden light. So, through the gift of wisdom, the Holy Spirit aids the contemplation of divine things, enabling the person to grow in union with God. With this gift, even an uneducated soul can possess the most profound knowledge of the divine. For example, One of my favorite saints, and somebody who is very important to me, St. Therese of Lisieux, had no formal education in theology, and yet was wise to the ways of the Lord, and for this very reason she has been declared a doctor of the church. This gift has great effects. With this gift the person will see and evaluate all things both joy and sorrow, pleasure and pain, success or failure from God's point of view, and accept them with equanimity. With wisdom, all things, even the worst of things, are seen as having a supernatural value. For example, the gift of wisdom gives value to martyrdom. Here a person arises above the wisdom of this world and lives in the love of God. For this reason, the gift of wisdom brings to perfection charity. So many times we hear about these seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we don't always realize exactly what the gifts are meant to be. We don't always know exactly if we've got these gifts, if they're available to us, but everything is available through the Holy Spirit. And I think it's very important that we pray to the Lord about these gifts, that we pray to the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, to descend upon us, with the sevenfold gifts, so that we may use these gifts from the Holy Spirit to perfect ourselves on this journey that we're on to ultimately one day be with the Lord in heaven. And these gifts can help us out in difficult times as well. So don't be afraid to pray at any given moment when you're having a difficulty, if you're trying to discern something, Praying for the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge or understanding. And in these times that face us that may be a little bit tough on us, to pray for that gift of fortitude, to pray for the gift of counsel. And the Lord will bestow these gifts upon us. So again, very importantly, we need to pray for these gifts as often as possible. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about these gifts, some of the information that I got on these, well, there's two websites. And the first one is catholiceducation.org. So it's one word, org. And what you want to do is look up the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And there is a nice article in there by Father William Saunders that explains these as well another good site is EWTN.com and if you go to EWTN.com look up the Novena to the Holy Spirit and it actually gives you the nine days of prayer to the Holy Spirit for these different gifts And what I'd like to talk about on our next podcast are some further gifts of the Holy Spirit. And these other gifts through the Holy Spirit are known as charismata. And there's a few listed, such as gift of speaking wisdom, gift of speaking with knowledge, a gift of faith, grace of healing or the gift of healing gift of miracles, gift of prophecy, gift of discerning spirits, gift of tongues, and the gift of interpreting tongues. And the gift of tongues itself is the ability to speak foreign languages unknown by natural reason. And another thing we re- we hear referred to as people speak about speaking in tongues or praying in tongues and that is a a prayer language through the holy spirit and on our next episode i hope to touch on some of these other charismata or gifts that also come through the holy spirit that help us with our daily lives that also help to build up the faith to build up the body of christ the church and to bring those that may not know the Lord as well closer to the Lord so that they can see the Lord's glory. They can see his glory as he works through other people to touch those that are in need, to touch those that are suffering or in different circumstances. So I would like to invite you to join us the next time as we speak further about the gifts of the charismata of the Holy Spirit.